Welcome to the Byman's Good Divorce Week podcast with me, Melissa Arnold, and my colleague, Maeve Lucy. Our second podcast in this series will look at the new no-fault divorce, and in particular, the changes to its process and what this might mean for anyone considering a divorce or separation. New legislation came into effect on the 6th of April this year, changing the landscape of divorce law for the first time in almost 50 years. And along with it, the language we family lawyers and our clients have been accustomed to over the years. Maeve, what has this changed? Well, Melissa, some things have changed and some things have stayed quite similar. It's a long anticipated piece of legislation, which Resolution has fought for for literally decades. The Act, which is formally known as the Divorce, Dissolution and Separation Act 2020, introduces no-fault divorce, but retains the previous sole ground for divorce, which is irretrievable breakdown of the marriage or civil partnership. However, it does introduce the following changes. The requirement to establish one or more facts to prove irretrievable breakdown has been removed altogether, meaning couples will no longer have to blame one another or wait for up to five years from the date of separation. The language has also been updated from decree nisi, which will become the conditional order, decree absolute, which will become the final order, and petitioner, the person who makes the initial application, will become the applicant. This brings the language into the present day and aligns it with resolutions codes relating to clear communications. The Act also introduces joint applications and novel concept whereby a couple can agree that the marriage or civil partnership has irretrievably broken down and apply for a divorce together. It will no longer be possible to contest an application for divorce, and apart from in limited circumstances relating to jurisdiction or procedure, divorces will be fairly straightforward to complete. A new minimum period of 20 weeks from the application having been issued until the conditional order can be made will be introduced to enable parties to reflect on their circumstances prior to a final order being granted. The six-week period between the pronouncement of the conditional order and the final order will remain, bringing the minimum period from the issue of the application to the final order being granted to six months in total. What do you think of the new legislation, Melissa? Well, quite frankly, Maeve, it's been a long time coming and there are a huge number of benefits. Blame will no longer be part of the process. This will enable couples to separate more amicably and focus their energy on supporting the children through an undoubtedly difficult time and hopefully dealing with the resolution of their finances more cooperatively. Although contested divorces are rare, they can cause enormous levels of stress. The possibility of a contested divorce now will be greatly reduced and limited to just procedural and jurisdictional issues. I think this is excellent. The new timescales envisage a scenario where couples have the time to deal with other issues arising from their separation, including arrangements for their children and their finances, and also provides them with a period of time to reflect on their circumstances. This is likely to assist couples in prioritising their relationship with one another and being communicative and amicable, allowing them to complete the process more efficiently. That really sounds so much better than the previous system, doesn't it, Melissa? It really does. I think it's a really brilliant change and through real hard work of resolution. Could you tell us a little bit more about what this means for the new procedure, Maeve? Of course. The biggest change is that couples will be able to make joint applications and share the cost. Applications can also now no longer be contested, apart from on jurisdictional or procedural grounds, so no more Owens and Owens type issues will arise in the future. 
Service will also be taken care of by the court and will generally be done by email. So hopefully there won't be issues around that in the future either, making the entire process much more streamlined for everyone. Thanks so much for that, Maeve. This all sounds really brilliant. Does the new system deal with financial matters in any way? That, my friend, will be covered in our next podcast, but the short answer, of course, is no. And this is a pitfall that anyone going through a divorce or separation must be aware of, preferably for embarking on divorce proceedings. The proceedings are now much easier for applicants to conduct themselves online, but anyone contemplating a divorce should absolutely always take advice about finances on divorce, as this is by far the more complex issue. Thanks so much for that, Maeve. And until next time, as always, if you need any assistance with anything family law related, please do contact our family team at Feynman's on info at Feynman's.com or by calling 0207-833-4433. We have a brilliant team with a breadth of experience across all areas of family law and we'd be more than happy to help. Thanks for listening.